Today's scripture reading will be from Luke chapter 18, verses 9 through 14. That's the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, was praying thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, thieves, rogues, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give one-tenth of all my income. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even look up into heaven, but was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you that this man went down to his home justified rather than the other. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, but all who humble themselves shall be exalted. So, I've been going to this church probably my whole life, and, well, yes, my whole life. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, I'm sitting in there, I've been sitting in these pews for a long time, I've heard the sermons of Pastor Karen, Rocky, Krista, and this is my opportunity because each graduating senior from the high school gets to present a sermon. It's a very nice thing, and I'm happy that you all came to listen. I'm happy to give back to the church that's given so much to me. So, in this parable, Jesus is preaching to his group of followers and disciples. And he's probably directing this message towards specific people in his audience. There is a Pharisee, and there is a tax collector. There's probably the personalities to match in all of us. This message is being directed towards the tax collectors and the Pharisees, who are perhaps outcasted and removed to society. This story has one righteous Pharisee. He is filled with pride. He is happy that God did not make him to the likes of thieves and rogues. He follows the textbook rules uh, in the Bible and leaves what he believes is a blameless lifestyle. Second, the story portrays a tax collector who hangs his head in shame for his hated actions and his disliked occupation. Face down to the ground, he begs God for mercy upon his sinful soul. Each of the two are separated from the group, but for different purposes. The tax collector would have been shunned and hated from the other people, hence standing far off, whereas the Pharisee has moved himself away from the people whom he, who he himself described as rogues, thieves, and adulterers. 
Jesus says that at the end of the day, between the two of them, only the tax collector would be able to go home justified because all who humble themselves will be exalted. The tax collector is humbling himself and he is exalted, whereas the Pharisee exalts himself and is merely humbled. Jesus chooses to tell this story in order to explain that simply following words in the Bible are not necessarily enough, that issues such as righteousness are not so simply followed. And we must ask ourselves, how easy is it to measure our goodness by the things that we do and not what fills our heart? The Pharisee is not necessarily a valid judge of his own intent and actions. Somebody reviewing their own righteousness is probably akin to a doctoral candidate passing his own dissertation. Righteousness is not determined by one's view on themselves. God, in all of his power and scale, is the only one who is just enough to judge our righteousness. At the end of the day, when the two men walk home, only God says that the tax collector was justified. For an example on humility and righteousness, I have gone on several church, tri church trips through this church and the surrounding presbyter. Uh, trips such as going to Denver, Colorado and staying at a church for a week and trying to help the community in any ways that we could. More recently, I've had to write, uh, I've had to write college applications on stuff. And naturally, when you write these applications, you try to make oneself look as appealing as you can. So primarily, the first thing I started writing was all of the good deeds that I had done through the church and the community. Starting big, starting big and getting more and more specific and eventually down to very small details. Eventually I was describing such minor things that I turned into the Pharisee in the story. What I ended up writing to my colleges gave a much different self-image than what really is. My personal statement had lost its humility and solely just displayed all of the righteous actions that I did, that I selflessly did for the community. And see, there, I think there is a bit of Pharisee in all of us, and it's a big question whether we want to acknowledge the Pharisee and try to correct and utilize humility in order to improve ourselves. I mean, I'm sure we've all at least seen the Pharisee idol in our lives, the people who are selfless beyond count. And now more than ever is it easy to see these people through media. It is easy to get discouraged watching these people who do so much more. News of massively funded organizations or single people donating millions to charity. It is even more easy to get disillusioned with the scale and magnitude of everybody out there. After all, when can you see individual, when you conceive individual spending millions on charity? Just what can one person do? 
It is getting easier and easier to see this Pharisee in our lives. It is easy to get stuck in the trap that is powerlessness. However, righteousness has no scale, no metric, no way to measure. One act of kindness is just as pure as any organization in God's eye. Everyone is equally capable of finding righteousness, regardless of their situation, regardless of their occupation. No matter how removed, segregated, or alone, everyone in this room is able to be just as righteous as anyone else in the world. Now, this doesn't mean righteousness is easy. Following linear rules guarantees little. Humility is an asset of self-improvement. By remaining humble, you are receptive to opportunities to improve. Only with humility can you allow this word of God to sink in. Beyond personal success, humility is a virtue of inner well-being. Frustrations and losses don't have the same impact if you don't have your ego involved. If you combine humility with motivation, you have the ability to drive forward, to drive towards success without letting failures knock you off balance. Humility gives the ability to God, to gives the ability to God to reach into our lives, give input so that we can be better people. Finally, I want to outline one of the greatest places that I see pure righteousness in my life, and that would be through my mother. Who, she's recently invested a lot of her time into a local Syrian refugee group. And almost all of her personal time has gone into this. And it's a very pure cause. This is a very good thing for the community. But yet, I have yet to see her brag or show pride for such actions that she's going up. She remains fully humble and just purely happy to help people. And this, going into the future, is what I hope to see in myself and more people for generations to come. Thank you very much.